Welcome to episode one of the Creating High Performing Teams podcast. Our goal is to be the most actionable podcast on leadership and management you ever heard. We want you to walk away knowing exactly what you can do to be a better manager every time you listen. I'm your host, Jason Evanish, the CEO of Lighthouse, and today, for our very first episode, I want to talk about how Lighthouse started, our origin story, you could say. It all started back in 2012. I was sitting in the Kissmetrics office. I was the head of product then. And I was thinking about how we had endured a bunch of rapid growth and all the challenges that came with that when we had doubled in size. And I realized that I wish that when I had a company that would hopefully have those sorts of success and growth, I wanted some type of operating system for a growing startup to ensure everybody had a good manager because I knew how important that was to the success of every team and every employee's morale. I didn't do anything with it then and actually sat on it for a while, two years in fact, but it stayed in the back of my mind. It was one of those ideas I couldn't let go even if I tried. And so later on in 2014, when I was thinking about starting a company, I decided this was the thing I would pursue. I wanted to see if there was something I could do to make people better managers via software. And so to do that, um, I actually first took to the pen and paper. I started writing blog posts. Those blog posts were all about why it was hard to be a manager and why it was difficult. And I literally put at the bottom of the blog post, hey, if this resonates with you, I'm thinking about making a startup to help solve this problem. If you can spare a few minutes, sign up and I'll keep you updated. And I'd also love to interview you. And believe it or not, that worked way better than I ever expected. Uh, I interviewed 40 managers uh, across a wide spectrum. Some people at publicly traded companies and that were VPs all the way down to startup founders. And what I found in those 40 interviews was a few common patterns. First of all, experienced managers had hacked systems for themselves. They're very manual and tedious, but managers knew how important it was they're willing to do it. So we're talking spreadsheets in Excel that they sync in Dropbox, and then they had these other notes that they kept in a special file on their phone that was easy to call up. It was all these different systems where they were like, you know what, I need to remember this stuff, I need to do this thing, so I'm going to hack a system together across a bunch of different places. But universally, none of them were really happy with it. But that is what they were doing to make the best of it based on the technology available to them at the time. Meanwhile, at the same time, I also talked to struggling managers. And they had a variety of their own issues. But what was interesting was the same habits that the experienced managers were willing to go to great lengths to hack their own system to solve were the exact same things that the managers that were struggling should be doing to fix all of their issues. It was like I had found the Rosetta Stone that translated, if you have this problem, you should just do this thing and you'll be more like the managers that are successful. And so those three habits became the foundation of Lighthouse. And they were things that every manager should be doing. And if you do them, you will be a pretty darn good manager pretty quickly. And so those three things are, first and foremost, you have to build rapport with your team. You need a foundation of trust and understanding between each other before anything else works. You know, think about it. Do you tell a stranger your problems? Do you tell your stranger you need help and you're struggling? No. But would you tell a friend or someone you trust and someone you feel cares about you? then absolutely you would. And so we knew that building rapport was really important. You needed to remember things like what is their spouse's and children's name? What's the name of their pet? What is their birthday and work anniversary? So you can recognize those easily when they come around. All those little things add up and matter so much to people, even if you don't spend a lot of time on it. Even two minutes asking somebody about their hobby every once in a while, you'd be amazed how much they light up. But you know what? When you have a team of seven or eight direct reports, it's not always easy to remember those things. So you needed that foundation before anything else mattered. 
Next, you needed to have consistent, effective one-on-ones. That means no status updates. It means asking the right questions. And it means following through on what you talk about. Because as much as it's bad to be a broken record talking about the same status things and projects in your meetings, even once you kick those out, if you start having productive, healthy discussion, you have to make them actionable. You have to follow through or someone will get discouraged and say, what's the point? Why would I bring this up to you? if we're never even going to actually do anything about it. And so that action became a super important part of effective one-on-ones. And the third and final thing, this is kind of the long-term thing that sneaks up on you, is you have to help your people grow in their careers. Because it turns out that one of the most common stories I heard, especially living in Silicon Valley, was I would talk to my friends and they'd excitedly take this new job. Hey, I'm working at super cool company X. It's so exciting. I have this new job, awesome title. My coworkers are super smart. It's great. And I'd be like, that sounds awesome. And you know, a year later, I'd be talking, hey, how's the job going? And they're like, you know, it's pretty good. You know, I just had my review with my manager and, you know, he finally asked me about my career goals and I was able to excitedly tell him what I wanted to do next. And unfortunately, most of those managers would just write it down in the little review system they were using, you know, log it in workday or whatever and think, cool, I've done a good job. I'm a good manager. But then I check in with my friend six months later. I say, how's it going? And they'd say, you know, Jason, I'm getting kind of bored. You know, it's just not as exciting anymore. I've kind of mastered my job, kind of doing the same things day in, day out. It's just not that exciting to me anymore. And wouldn't you know, by the next time I would meet with them, they'd be gone. And so many times managers would be surprised because they're like, I thought I was taking care of them. I have one-on-ones. I care about their work anniversary. I ask about their hobbies. But you need this third leg for the stool to stand. And that third leg is talking about their career because the fact is, especially your hungriest, best performers who do the most work, they want to grow. You have to feed the beast when it comes to their growth and development. And that only happens if you're intentional about it and you make progress. Talking about it at review time is not nearly enough, which too many managers learn the hard way. And so that's why you have these three habits that the good managers were doing, the bad managers were forgetting. It was costing them a lot. So those three habits, again, were building rapport, having effective one-on-ones, and helping your people grow. And so that became the foundation of what we built Lighthouse to do. We wanted to help you do those three things. And so from the time I wrote the first of dozens of blog posts to launching the very first version of the product was 60 days. And then once we started getting some of those people I interviewed to use the product, we started having them pay us uh, 60 days later. And so in just a few months, it went from just an idea in the back of my head to realizing that we had cracked the code on what was the most important things for managers to do and started to build a system to help them do it. And so that started my journey on building out Lighthouse. And... (laughs) For those of you who are product managers listening, um, before it was the cool thing to do like Superhuman where they onboard you manually with someone on their team for every single customer, I did the same thing. I made it so my first 100 paying customers, every single one of them, I had an interview with them and manually onboarded them onto the product because I realized that our product had some gaps. We had some work to do. It was going to take us a while to actually build out everything that we knew we wanted to to help make this an easier process than you could manually. And so I manually onboarded them to Lighthouse to make sure they took full advantage of what we did have and I learned new things to build for them. And so at the same time, we realized that the blog posts I wrote to get people to interview were also great to get them to use our product. And so we kept writing to teach managers how to do things and complement the product because very often people would do something that was like, oh, whoa, 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 you can't have one-on-ones once a quarter. That's insane. 
here's why it won't work. And then I would go, wait a second, I should make that a blog post. And so everything we did in the product became complemented by what we did on our blog. And that kept drawing in new customers because people would read and go, oh, well, I don't even know what to do if I meet with them more than once a quarter. Maybe I should get some help doing that. And so that would bring in new customers for us. And so that virtuous cycle has continued throughout the company's history to allow us to grow and always be in touch with what managers new challenges and things they need to do are and that's why we've done things now like we've evolved and you know we have integrations into all kinds of systems so that whether you're in slack or microsoft teams and think of something for your team you can add it without leaving teams or slack or we've done things like build out lighthouse pro which says like wait a second you know it's not just enough to build these habits i need to measure how i'm doing and see if my team agrees so we built a benchmarking survey and then we realized that it was great we wrote these blog posts, but it doesn't mean that people were ready to learn and act on those things when they read a post. And so we created Lighthouse Lessons to bring a little more structure and actionability to it so that you could literally say, hey, you know what? I am ready to specifically focus on my skills as a manager and I want to learn this thing. Well, great. Lighthouse Lessons will, over the span of three months, sit you down and walk you through all the skills you need to learn to be a great new manager, to be a better coach, to level up as a senior leader and all those things continue to fulfill that mission that original spark which was how do you ensure you systematically become a better and better manager and do the same for those around you and so that's also what we're going to be doing in the podcast for the longest time i'll be honest with you i was a skeptic about podcasts i didn't think that they were an effective marketing strategy i wasn't sure that they actually worked for people and i thought a lot of times they were honestly kind of boring Um, Luckily, a friend came along I met on Twitter who showed me a better way. And you'll see that our podcast is a little bit different than other ones you may see. And you'll also notice that we are trying to make them as actionable as possible because the goal here is to make you take your earbuds out or your headphones off after an episode and say, I know exactly what I should do based on that really interesting discussion or interview. And so that's the theme of the podcast. We're going to be talking about the most important topics and lessons for managers to be successful today. And the thing is that many of the challenges we face in this rapidly changing world, they're not even written in books yet. You know, there aren't even really great books about leading remotely necessarily right now, as well as many other challenges we've all faced since COVID struck. And that's why we're bringing in experts and people managing in today's world just like you. We have guests from all around the globe this season, including Australia, Germany, France, and beyond. And in these coming weeks, we're going to talk about some of your biggest challenges, like managing remote and hybrid teams, which both have their own pitfalls and challenges, recruiting and hiring in a globally competitive market, how to give feedback to improve performance on your team, which we always want to be doing, Uh, applying leverage to make you and your team more effective and spend less time on tedious tasks, and learning timeless lessons like how to manage up or how to manage your career as you rise as a leader, and so much more. We're really excited to have you on this journey for us. And I really appreciate you listening to this origin story as we get started because we have so much more great stuff coming for you soon. We're going to have episodes coming out multiple times per week as we get started in season one. So you're going to have plenty to fill your ears with. And in particular, I want to tell you that our next episode, you're really in for a treat. So I hope you'll keep listening. And if you have ideas for the podcast, whether it's feedback or topics you'd love for us to cover, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And we've got so much more coming up for this uh, over 20 episode long season so stay tuned and thanks for listening to the creating high performing teams podcast